Welcome to my mobile studio. As I drive through snow from Glenmire to Blarney around the northern side of the city of Cork. City of Cork's got about 130,000 people built along a river called the River Lee. And fortunately, down in this part of the island of Ireland, we're not going to head for a massive dump of snow. We're going to have some. We're going to have some pretty cold weather. We don't usually get down to about minus five or six Celsius. I'm driving through very light snow, an insignificant amount really, which is turning quickly to slush or something that will be quite tricky later on tonight because it's going to freeze. So the roads are going to be wet and uh, when I return at about midnight I'll have to drive an awful lot more carefully than I have to drive now. But why bother to go out at all? I could after all just put my feet up and watch TV, drink the best part of a bottle of wine, sit and listen to people talking on podcasts, on Anchor. I could even write a poem. There's plenty of things to write about in the world. I could even talk to my daughter, talk to my wife, talk to my cat, or our cat, or talk to our dog, whose name is Louie. I'm trying to do my best to, to communicate the existence of Omani Dog and to elevate the brand. Why go to out in the snow to a meeting of Toastmasters in Blarney? What am I going to get out of it? Well, I made a promise that I would attend Toastmasters meetings regularly when I joined the organization. You see, the organization has a, a promise that is offered to people when they join. It's given to them, it's brought to their attention. Now, Toastmasters is a global organization and to write 10 uh, Ten statements which are the promise, the Toastmasters promise. Must have required a lot of effort, a lot of experience, a lot of talking, hopefully a lot of debate. The very first thing in the promise is I promise to attend meetings regularly. Now, I won't go through each of the steps of the promise. I am making a speech this evening which uh, is between 8 and 10 minutes long. And I have never made a speech that is between 8 and 10 minutes long at Toastmasters. The usual is between 5 and 7 minutes long. So I have more time this evening than I've had on a previous speech at Toastmasters. And the key theme of the speech is to inspire 
people hear this speech. I have to inspire them. I'm not given any more guidance than that. I'm not told what I have to inspire them to do, what I have to inspire them to feel. I, I'm not even told what the correct definition of the word inspire is. And it's a big night for me. And I try to keep this out of my mind. It's because when you, well, from the time you join Toastmasters, you have a number of things that help you to get better at things. And one of them is that there's a, a ten-step program, if you like, ten projects. And this is my project number ten. And uh, when I've done this uh, project, completed this project this evening, I will be awarded a competent communicator badge. I'm more interested in the promise that I made when I joined Toastmasters than I am in the outcome of what will happen after I make this speech this evening. I'm interested in the promise, the Toastmasters promise, because I didn't pay a lot of attention to it when I joined the organization. I regarded it as, I did read it quickly, I thought well I'm not going to sign up for something to promise something and discover that I promising to do things that conflict with my my values, my ethics, my ambitions. So I signed up, I committed myself, but I didn't commit myself with an awful lot of attention. In fact, the first one, the first element which I've mentioned already to attend meetings regularly seemed to me to be so innocuous that I thought, well, well, okay, this is fairly boring stuff. Well, by the time you get to the end of the ten project, the ten um, aspects of the Toastmasters promise, you've promised to contribute to maintaining a, an atmosphere of supportive friendliness, encouragement respect, integrity, positive regard. You've committed yourself to being there for other people. You've committed yourself to being generous. And nobody's ever referred to the Toastmasters promise in all the meetings that I've ever been to at Toastmasters. The promise has been unspoken. Is that a good thing or is that a strength? I came into an organization where I saw the way people behaved. I didn't have to be told that I needed to treat people with respect, that I needed to treat people positively. At all times and all aspects of Toastmasters business that I should have these very admirable qualities and that I should help a culture of that or that I should help maintain a culture of that. That I should be willing to take responsibility in my local club when asked to do it. 
I didn't know how much I was committing myself to, and the reason for that is that the amount that I, people are able to commit to varies from person to person and from time to time. So to attend meetings regularly might be never to miss a single one in the course of five years in the organization, or it might be to make a very strong effort to come every time your ill parents, your ill child, your ill friend, or any time your own illness permits you to go. There's nothing dogmatic, there's nothing laid down, there's nothing quantitative. And anybody who did try to lay down rules that said, well, unless you attend every, you know, 60% of the meetings in the course of a year, you'll be asked to leave the club, or you'll be spoken to sternly, or you'll be regarded as having let the side down. Those uh, behaviours would be, I think, contrary to another part of the Toastmasters' promise. I've seen people be there for other people, and it's the most natural thing in the world to be there for others. It brings out the best in you. I remember going to Lourdes with my mother. I was an unbeliever. I still am an unbeliever. In other words, I don't have a religion. But I went to Lourdes, which is a place that Roman Catholic people, pilgrims, go to. And I saw there a miracle. Not the usual sort of miracle. I saw there something that was so consistently present everywhere inside the Azil in Lourdes. Every way I turned, I saw nothing but people attending to others, helping, being alongside. People who were in that place, in a mood, in a mindset, behaving in a way that I wasn't used to seeing in day-to-day -day society back in Ireland or back in the UK or back anywhere that I'd lived. In other words, there was a culture of support which may felt while I was there to be the most natural thing in the world and felt as if it was bringing the best out in me. And whenever I spoke to people, they weren't there for the expecting, the traditional concept of a miracle. But certainly what they were doing was something remarkable. And I think that people appreciated it themselves. And that's why so many people go back year after year to work for others. It's hard to believe that some people give up their annual holiday every single year.
to experience Lourdes and to contribute to Lourdes. And why do I draw a similarity between Lourdes, my experience of Lourdes, and my experience in Toastmasters? Well, it is because of the universality of friendly support, tolerance, patience, attention. That is exemplified. And it's all written down as a promise. And you could say we don't need to read it. But people who don't come into Toastmasters, who aren't here already, they don't know this. They don't know it. They actually don't know what they're joining. We do have a promise that we participate in, which is powerful, and which is for me the best summary of what you can reasonably expect to find throughout the organization. You can expect it. You can reasonably hold yourself to account in relation to it. So, as I go into this meeting this evening and have to make a speech, I can even feel myself getting emotional. Since one of the aspects of the speech is that it's meant to give me an opportunity to pull all the different abilities that I have together. All the ones I've been encouraged to develop. Pull them all together. It comes to a sort of an emotional place or a place is an emotional commitment. Those of us who have experienced uh, preparation for a wedding and the wedding day know that. Any of us who have experienced a promise to a friend or a promise from a friend, we know that. So tonight like being a promising night. I'm back in my mobile studio, my mobile recording studio, on my way home from Blarney, um, Blarney Woolen Mills Hotel, where I had a pint of Guinness with about seven people after the Toastmasters meeting. That's actually the, the part of the Toastmasters meeting that I almost like best. I just love it when we go to the bar and chat. So I guess a little report or a little reflection on how I got on at the meeting this evening. I ran over time with my speech. I uh, spoke for over uh, about 12 and 
a half minute a speech that should only have lasted 10 minutes so if I was in a competition I would have been disqualified because that's what happens in Toastmasters however and sorry delete the however and that is something I need to work on because I go over time too frequently and it is a great discipline to be able to keep within the time which you're being given and after all you would cause a lot of trouble if you went to a conference and were given 20 minutes to speak and you actually spoke for 26 minutes that you might even get caught off or the microphone turned off on you and there is an art and a skill and a discipline about being able to to come in on time in Toastmasters there are, you're given three lights so you can't say that you know you're given one light which is kind of warning you that you're you are <laughs> saying you've hit your minimum so that's good and then you're told that you're you've got a bit more time and then you're told you've run over your time and you, you are allowed 30 seconds to get off the stage so to speak I'm talking about now formal speeches but timekeeping is uh, regarded very highly um, and encouraged at Toastmasters and there's a person who records the timing throughout the entire meeting gives a report to the meeting of whether the meeting was on time the speech itself went I have to say yeah well I forget that bit I have to say it went wonderfully well I'm really delighted with how it went I have a lot of pieces of paper with feedback from people who were at the meeting it was a small meeting I look forward to reading what they had to say you can be sure that they're all very supportive but I will get some suggestions I will get some encouragements I, I will get valuable um, comments feedback and I'm looking forward to reading those I'll probably go home into the kitchen pour a cup of tea and read them but I can give myself feedback that it was Perhaps the best speech I've ever made at Toastmasters. The key uh, skill that I was to use was emotional appeal. And it was an emotional speech. A quiet, purposeful speech poignant in its way no histrionics no drama medium amount of energy but I think well I know that um, every person in the room was paying full attention to every word I'm thrilled, I have to say, I really am. I've got a recording. I'll be I'll be sharing that. Thanks for your support.